0: This is just a few questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Kermit Kaliba. Kermit Kaliba is a strategy director for the Lumina Foundation. How are you, Kermit Kaliba?
1: I'm doing great today, Mark. How are you doing? Uh,
0: I'm so happy. I'm doing fine. I'm so happy that you're here, Mr. Kaliba, because you were a guest on C-SPAN. I am so jealous because that's one of my goals in life, to be a guest on C-SPAN. And you had two appearances. One of them was a... A uh, a clean face, a non-bearded Kermit Khaliba. Yes, but way back in the day. <laughs> way back in the day, I'm so happy you're here. Let's go right into it, Kermit Kaliba, What is the Lumina Foundation?
1: Sure, happy to answer that. Uh, Lumina Foundation is a uh, is a uh, private foundation based in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, and we are the nation's largest foundation that's focused exclusively on post-secondary uh, education, uh, and our we're probably best known nationally for the for our our goal uh, to help 60% of U.S. adults between the ages of 25 and 64 uh, attain a uh, recognized post-secondary credential, whether that's a, a bachelor's degree, an associate's degree, an industry-recognized credential, or a post-secondary certificate. Uh, we want to get to 60% adult attainment by the year 2025. Uh, and so we make... Grants and and uh, and other investments with states, with uh, with uh, higher education institutions, including two-year institutions and four-year institutions, uh, and other stakeholders to help expand access to higher education and uh, and. Support uh, better completion rates for uh, for a broad range of uh, students, particularly adults. We are, I should note, very uh, particularly focused on expanding opportunities for adults of color, uh, uh, particularly Black, Latinx, and Native American students, um, because we know that even as we we're aiming to get to 60% attainment in this country, we have a we have a long history in this country of uh, structural and systemic racism, barriers that we've put in front of students, uh, particularly students of color that have kept them from being able to take advantage of education and employment opportunities. So as we make our, uh, as we are looking to advance different strategies, we're always thinking how do we, how do we make sure that we're doing what we can to, uh, to d- decrease equity gaps uh, for learners of color.
0: Well, Kermit, that's my next question. How can a community college Raise its completion rates for students who want to get an AA or some other credential. That's a great question. And
1: so, I, I think a couple things I'll say. First is I think um, you know the, there's a there, there's often some misconceptions about community college completion. So when 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 you hear the numbers that are often cited in the national press about community college completion, what they're often talking about is uh, the, the two or the four year completion rate for students who are enrolled in, uh, in associate's degrees, uh, uh, programs. And that's an important component of community colleges. They do, they play an important role in helping, uh, students get, uh, on a pathway to a four year degree through, uh, through what are known as academic transfer programs. But it's not all that community colleges do. Community colleges serve a really broad range of, of students. That's uh, part of why they're called community colleges. So you have a lot of students who are uh, enrolled in uh, two-year programs who don't ever get an associate's degree, but they do end up transferring to a four-year institution. Community colleges don't get credit for that, but, but they are playing an important role in making sure that students get on a pathway to degree completion and, and, and uh, achieving some credits along the way. There's also a lot of students uh, who don't ever get counted in the official numbers, uh, including students on the non-credit side of community colleges. Uh, We just did some research uh, a few months ago that showed there are roughly 3.7 million students in this country who are on the non-credit side of community colleges. And those students are pursuing a range of different uh, credentials, including uh, uh, industry certifications in, in manufacturing and welding and healthcare and IT. Um, they don't count again towards the official completion rate uh, for community colleges, but they are they are an important part of what community colleges do. And so, I just I note that when we think about completion, we want to be thinking about what is it that the the, the student, the learner, is looking to achieve, and and how are community colleges helping them achieve that goal. Now that having been said, there's there are things that we know uh, that can be helpful for community colleges as they're thinking about serving uh, uh, adult learners. Uh, particularly adult learners of color, and sort of characterize these in, in, uh, as program, cha- uh, program strategies and, and, and support strategies. So the first thing uh, on the program side, uh, part of w- what community colleges do, can do to help students is, uh, is making sure that they offer programs that align with the needs of today's students. Uh, so you think about, you know, we know that something like a, a third of community college students are parents, something like 15 to 20 percent are single parents. Uh, many of them are working uh, at least part-time. A big percentage of them are working full-time. So when you think about that, you know, the, the traditional 15-credit-hour semester uh, strategy isn't always going to be the best strategy for those folks. So you want to be designing programs that uh, make it easier for adult learners, particularly working learners and and uh, and parents, to be successful. So you've, community colleges have been experimenting with strategies like Shorter, uh, shorter, uh, semesters, like eight week semesters rather than usual 13 or 14 week semesters. Uh, offering classes at night, offering classes on the weekends, uh, offering, uh, more hybrid learning opportunities where, uh, instead of having to be in a classroom at a certain time, you can get some of your instruction, uh, 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 after hours after you put your kids to bed. Um, so, so that, so, so one big thing that, that community colleges need, should be doing is is thinking about the sort of the specific needs and schedules of adult learners, uh, folks who are balancing work obligations and family obligations, and building programs around their schedules and their needs. and that's that's really important. The other piece of it is is, um, is, su- is support services. Uh, so if if you're serving a, a large number of, of adult learners who are, who are uh, parents, uh, uh, or are, uh, then you know you need to be thinking about offering childcare. Uh, if you're thinking you need to be thinking about offering childcare at different times, right? If you're offering courses at night, a lot of times daycare centers aren't open at night. So how how are students going to be able to provide childcare, uh, get childcare while they're taking classes at night or on the weekends? A lot of thinking about um, making sure that people have access to to healthy food. Uh, one one of the things we know is that a very surprising percentage of college students, and this is not just community college students, this is this all college students, uh, face food insecurity. Uh, so, uh, making sure that they have access to uh, uh, things like uh, uh, food pantries or or uh, access to nutrition assistance uh, through uh, through their through the SNAP program, the federal SNAP program. Um, there's a lot of different things, transportation assistance. There's a lot of things that, that community colleges can be doing while students are there uh, to be helping them succeed. And then I think you know, making sure that there's 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 pathways to success. So um, we know that uh, one of the reasons why people uh, don't get to a credential is because life gets in the way. So you know, two year uh, associate's degree program or you know can take could take an adult learner's. Three years, four years, even five years, then a lot can happen in, in that period that can, dis, you know, dissuade you or disrupt you from from going to school. And so, um, so one of the things that the colleges have been looking at is how do you how do you build sort of credentialing as you go, so that if you finish one semester, or two semesters, uh, you get a credential that validates your skill, the skills and the competencies that you you've achieved. So that if you don't make it to the next semester, if you need to take a break, uh, you don't lose everything. You've got some sort of Credential that that employers can see you have the skills. Uh, you've you've at least achieved these skills uh, and competencies. Um, I think schools are also starting to recognize the importance of of culturally uh, relevant uh, instruction and recognizing, particularly for learners of color, uh, that 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 instruction can't be colorblind. That that you have to be thinking about the unique needs of of students, the 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 trauma that they faced uh, in this society. Uh, and making sure that those experiences are, are honored and respected, uh, that 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 instructors are are thinking about the, the life experiences of, of students of color, and making sure that the that those those experiences are reflected in the in the curricula, in the in the pedagogy, and the way that, that, that the, the the courses are being taught and experiences are being offered. So there's a lot of things that community colleges can be doing. I, I will say the the biggest challenge uh is 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 often is often resources we know that uh, by and large community colleges get fewer resources than t- more traditional higher education institutions the per student uh spending uh that at the federal level and the state level is is usually substantially lower for community college students than it is for uh for four-year students um so there's there's so community colleges are often asked to do a lot with very little uh but they i think they you know, one of the things i've learned in in many years of working with community colleges is uh, they have a, a lot of really dedicated smart professionals who are committed to learner success and and want to make sure that people have the opportunity to uh to get to where they want to go whether that's uh, whether it's continuing on to get a bachelor's degree whether it's getting uh, a terminal associate's degree or or an industry recognized credential there's um there's a there's a community colleges are a great place for for adult learners because the they're they're, they're they're surrounded by people who are passionate about making sure that they're successful
0: well kermit Cleveland, let me uh before we if i let you go that uh man that william and mary uh education that you have it really came out in that dissertation that was excellent and, you, and i think you sold the community colleges better than some of the community colleges my i i think of the community colleges here in chicago they, they're the city colleges of chicago and they have some of the suburbs and stuff you couldn't get me to go back to school and I say that because I was, there's probably a lot of people who had the same experience I had. I, was, I had a horrible high school, I mean, grammar school uh, experience. Yeah. And, and high school wasn't that much better. And so you could not get me to go back to school. You could not convince me because I it wasn't taught um, how to learn. No one demystified education for me. And, and once you had that bad experience, I'm like, no. I mean, I was a kid for like 40 years ago. I didn't even want to go to McDonald University because I hated the ideal of school. <laughs> right i'm close to that 60, yeah. i'm i close to that 64 year old uh, benchmark you're going for and you're not you can't get me to go back so i mean do forget about mark sim The other people who are really on the fence i mean how do you i mean how does this come I mean, when i say this because i i see the kind community colleges like hey we're gonna do our job it's a government job we are you know underfunded underpaid there's only so much yep. we can do and I, do you think that kermit but well, they should really really i mean the city sc- i mean talking about the public schools and the city colleges I know they have partnerships in Chicago. I know all this stuff. I don't really. My kids went through the public schools. I don't really see. I don't see the glue that's needed to to convince people because most of us Americans need some post secondary education. But damn, school yeah. is so bad. You're like, I ain't going back to school. And then you get stuck on the job at 30s and 40s. You're like, I'm definitely not going back. I'm 30, 40 years old. No. So how you get the folks to come off the fence and? Uh, and really just check it out and maybe they can find a program a plan that works for yeah. them well i think
1: that's i think you've hit on a really important point which is that um yeah is uh, is if 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 you're if you face a difficult experience with 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 our traditional education system and our traditional pathway if you've gotten off the sort of the, the pathway that we sort of, we call traditional, although the majority of, of folks don't follow this pathway, which is you're going straight from high school into college, um, we don't always do a great job of making it seem attractive. Um, and, and the truth is, uh, we haven't always done a good job of marketing, uh, returning to school as, as the kind of opportunity it can be. Uh, it's interesting, we, we actually have, we're in the, we've been in the process of uh, running what's called the, the million dollar uh, challenge where we're asking community colleges, a, a set of community colleges to think deeply about their brand and how they, how they're reaching out to uh, to adult learners, particularly in, in communities of color, how they're, how they're thinking about telling the story of what, what community college can be, uh, particularly for adult learners and, and really thinking about how to, how to, how to get people to start to think of themselves uh, as you know, I could be a college student, uh, you know, for the first time, or I could be a or I could be a college student again, uh, because I can see the opportunities that are there. I think colleges, you know, community colleges, you know, they will acknowledge this. A big part of this is about making sure that uh, that people can see themselves represented on this campus. They can see themselves being a part of uh, the, the community. So that and that's important, right? A lot of times uh uh working students, you know because they're going at night, because they're going on weekends because they're not always uh, taking all their classes uh, on, on a, a, at a physical campus, they aren't always treated as if they are part of the of the the, the community at a, even at a community college and so it's important to create opportunities to help folks feel like they're welcome and you know one of the things that community colleges I know really will do is is have dedicated counselors who are there to, they keep keep tabs on folks and and make sure that not just that they're enrolling in classes, uh, but they're you know they're they're aware of all the other services and opportunities that are aware the, uh, that are available at the school. Yeah, well, let me um, let me
0: kind of talk, about, should, remedi- you know, talk about remedial yeah, programs because yeah, sure. I know if I went back to Kermit Caliba, I can't read. I'm damn damn near illiterate myself. I would be in remedial sure. programs. You can those remedial programs will crush some students and they'll discourage them. Or they run out of money. So, how do we get over the uh, remedial uh, hurdle for some students?
1: So that's a great. You know, you're absolutely right. Remedial education, um, uh, and that, and for uh, for listeners who may not be familiar, remedial education is where uh, there's a there are prerequisites uh, courses you have to take, uh, whether it's English courses or math courses or, or others, in order to, uh, and you have to take them on the non-credit side usually before you can enroll in programs. Uh, in, in in the subject matter programs that you're interested in. Um, and it is a real problem. We know this historically, that reme- you know, remedial education has had a really uh, negative effect on uh, student success, particularly for students of color, particularly for men of color. Um, so there's been a couple of uh, really interesting and innovative strategies uh, to To try to address that, one of the sort of the best known in the community college space is what's called uh, integrated education and training and that's uh, what that means is rather than having a sequence where you go have to go through uh, adult, uh, language literacy or or math courses before you can take the courses that you want to sign up for. We actually embed the, the literacy and numeracy instruction in a contextualized way as part of the course. So for example, you know, if you really want to if you're interested in getting a certificate uh, uh, in a construction course, rather than making you sit in a classroom and take us, you know, take separate math courses, we're gonna teach you math in the context of the construction course that we're training or in the or the or the healthcare course that, that you're participating in. And the idea is to make uh, is to do two things. One is to make that that literacy numeracy stru- instruction more relevant to what you want to learn, right? Nobody wants to sit around and, and do word problems for the for the sake of doing word problems. I want to know what is the math I need to know in order to do the job. What is the what are the literacy skills I need to do the job well? Um, and then the other thing that it does is it shortens your time to completion, right? If um, you know, we know that a lot of times folks get kind of stuck in remedial education because they um, because they, they're having a, a challenge with one particular concept or one particular uh, area, or they just they just get tired or bored of, of, the, of the way that that class is being taught. Uh, but if we can get you into an integrated education and training program, uh, then you're not only are you learning the, the skills that you came to learn, you're learning the, the, the employment skills that you came to learn, but you're learning them in a way that allows you to get those literacy and numeracy skills uh, that might otherwise have held you back. So that's, that's a really exciting uh, model. I know that um, states are sort of experimenting with other strategies like uh, like uh, ha- offering literacy and numeracy courses but offering them at the same time that you're getting to take your uh, your other courses so that uh, even where it's not contextualized and embedded at least you're not being held back and that's that's really important right because I think um, I think what we've learned is that you get better outcomes when you aren't forcing people to go through that sequence of courses, and you're shortening the time it takes to get to a credential.
0: Well, Kermit Kaliba, I can talk about education forever, but we can't. The show is over. Kermit Kaliba, I cannot thank you enough for being a guest on Just a Few Questions. My pleasure. My pleasure.